Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One, Chapter Fifty Two, Page Sadik Aleph. In the middle of the thirteenth discourse, which is Va'at uh, Yisrael, Parsha Ekev. 2012, but it was said Pasha of 1912, so we're talking 100 years ago. We're reliving the past century through the eyes of a great mystic and visionary, the Rebbe Rashab, who hammered away week after week writing. So the least we can do is try to travel along with him and um, honor him with uh, trying to understand a bit the ideas that he felt important to convey. So in the middle of a discussion, we can call it the subject matter, the title of the subject is Faculties and Desire. Or Belashen Belaz, Belashen, the language of the of Chassidus, of these Mamorim, Koichis HaNefesh and Ratzon HaNefesh. So the Nefesh is the spirit, the soul, and it has expresses itself through desire. That's a reflection of the soul, general soul, and then it has particular instruments, which we call faculties or attributes, each one in this particular way. So in the last three chapters, 49, 50, 51, he's been discussing this in all different angles, back and forth, back and forth, really dissecting how we function. But now we're not just discussing any longer just the imminent faculties, which means the keich is pnimim. We're also discussing there's transcendental fact, fact, faculties, or faculties, specifically Ratzon. There's another one, Tainug, which will be discussed later. So in the structure of things, if you want to know exactly where it is, there's the ten spheres of the ten faculties. Keser is Ratzon, is Arich, and Oinug, or Tainug, is Atik. Right now we're speaking about Arich, of Keser. Later that will be spelled out, but for all practical purposes, this is Makif. If you want a different terms, Nefesh, Ruch, Neshama, is nefesh is nihi, netzachayd yisoyd, ruach is midas, chesed gvurit teferes, chabad is chachm binadas, and then comes chaya, which is a makiv, that's rotzen, and yechida, which is an even higher makiv, that's tainuk. But practically speaking, we're speaking the difference between desire and faculties. And the distinctions he made in each of the chapters, I believe he's made three or four distinctions, and I'll just sum it up. In chapter 49, Probably put up online a chart so we could have a good like a comparison of between the two two columns. So here are the two columns: there's rotsen and keiches, or your desire and faculties. Column one we talk about in in the, in the chapter 40, 49, The main points were made that rotsen is everywhere equal. It doesn't have a particular place and distinction between one level and the next. Whereas Kaychus, as we discussed at length, in Maila Mata, there's gradations, there's levels, each one more energy, less energy. Ratzon is an equalizer. Number two, Ratzon is not a Metziyah Stover. It does not have substance. In other words, it means it doesn't have a distinct identity. Seichel has an identity. It's intelligence. Midah is an identity called emotions. Each Midah has its particular Identity, personality, if you wish. Now the word for it is Ratzon is Ayin. The third thing is that Ratzon is Gili Hanefesh. Its role is expression of the soul. That's all that matters. So similar to like the color of an object, 
The color conveys the color of the object. That's its function. Its function is not its function itself. Like in other words, let's say a cup. Its function is to drink or to pour water from it. There's the shape and color. So Rotson is basically an agent of the, the soul's Zgalos HaNefesh, Netiyas HaNefesh, so on. The Koyach is on the other hand, each Koyach faculty, as I said, has an identity, therefore it also has a function. Its function is to, 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 to analyze an idea, to express a feeling. And as a result of this comes the fourth thing in chapter 49, which is that desire leaves nothing. Once desire is gone, nothing there's nothing of substance because it doesn't have substance. All it is is like the light of a uh, the, the reflection of an item, of, an, of a luminary. The faculties, even though they're also an expression of the soul, but they're substance. So intelligence leaves intelligence. An idea has been now formulated. This idea is somewhere in your memory banks. This idea can be, has been now communicated to someone else. It's on paper, which means it's forever. Chapter 50, he moves on and says that Rotson is not in Kalim. Rotson is not manifest in containers. It's similar to what I said a little earlier, that it's not, it's everywhere, equal. But here is the focus on containers. Meaning that it does not um, be slapshots. It doesn't manifest in an internalized, in a relationship. Rotson does not have a relationship. The desire doesn't have a relationship with the things it desires. Because again, it's not focusing on the thing. It's, all it is is the soul's desire. Whatever the soul says, basically. Seichel, Midis, have a relationship with their containers. If the container is more refined, the intelligence will flow better. It, it gets involved with its container. As, as a result of this, in the faculties, things take time. You want to train yourself, technique. The intelligence trains the body in a certain particular way to do things, whether it's being an artist or, and so on. That takes time. Because it, it's, how do you say it? B'derech hisaskus, b'derech hislapsus. I want to say it gets involved. It's involved in the process. It's not detached. With desire, it's detached. It wants to desire, desires, and that's it. And as I said, no substance. Whereas desire, the things do not take time. As soon as you desire to move your finger, it moves your finger. You don't have to train your finger. Because desire. If you want to, if the finger should move in a particular skilled way, that requires a whole preparation. That's why you see, you don't just start, you know, you want to create the fingers to do something that's not just a natural movement. And then finally in chapter 50, the another element that takes time is the faculties develop, mature, and grow over time. You know, like it says, Rev Yomim, or not Rev Yomim, Yom Yudaberu, I said Yaviu Chachma. Yaviu Chachma says Yudiu Chachma. It's from Eve. So time has its impact. When it comes to desire, desire may be more subdued as we get older, but it doesn't go through growth and process. It doesn't go through a development and a maturity. And then finally in chapter 51, the last chapter we learned, another three elements in Ratzin. One is that is Bederech Shlita. I'm sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. The first thing that Ratzin Atzmuse Meir, its essence, it's not a reflection. What you see is what you get. It comes out with its full intensity. Desire something, that's what, right now that dominates. Whereas an intelligence, so this is a reflection. Meaning that when the intelligence communicates, let's say, to the other part of the faculties, you're not getting, 
that the suddenly other part of the body becomes a brain or mind. The mind is communicating and it's giving, training or directing something with intelligence. And the Ratzon gives the whole thing. The whole thing occupies. The whole essence of the Ratzon desire um, dominates. And therefore, Ratzon dominates. It, 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 it orders, commands. It doesn't reckon. Remember we said it's not a, it's not a relationship. tells you this is what I desire and that's it. Whereas the faculties of B'derech Islapshus, meaning they communicate, they educate, they teach. That's why it takes time, as you said earlier. But here the focus is on that it's, that it's in a form of kiruv, it's close. They communicate with each other. Seichel trains the midas. The midas respond to, the motions respond to the intelligence. The different ways you spoke about it, whether it's through actually training them in the sense where they um, convincing them, persuading them or it's called the bittle that it brings into them or it's just a psichel be'etzim someone who's fundamentally intelligent fundamental ba'asichli so the midas themselves are elevated on that level but it is a relationship there is some type of dialogue going on one way or another whereas Ratzon like he says the example is like Mesiris Nefesh Avram Avinu, when he controlled, when he withheld, repressed his emotions, his natural love to his son, that is coercion. He has to literally stop it from from working. <clears throat> and then finally, Rotson has the power to conceal faculties completely. The faculties only have the power to conceal partially but not completely slow down or stop the faculties from functioning like we just said about Avram Avinu and he gave the example of mania a certain illness which affects the ruts and desire not affect that the, the, the desire is not there even though everything else is functioning so though the movement of the of the body comes through the move because it has energy within it, but the driving force that pushes it is a desire. You have desire, you have the movement. If you don't have desire, you don't have that movement that follows. Now just to elaborate a moment again about the emotions and intellect. In Tanya, when you learn about the battle between the emotions and intellect, in chapter 9, he says that the Nefesh Abamis rests in the lave, the heart, the left side of the heart, the blood. And basically, in other words, it functions through impulse. The nefesh of the kiss rests in the mind, and it functions through reflection. So the mind reflects on something. The heart does not. Emotions see something, I want it. If you didn't have a mind to temper, to tame, to control, we would just be wild animals, following our, our uh, natural uh, emotional instincts. In a way, a child is that way until they're trained and their mind starts working. So when you learn Tanya, you could say, you know, that it is a type of dominance. Moyach shalit alalav, like he brings. And it's critical to state here that without the rotsen, the shalit is not, as he says here, shalit, there's two types of shalit, shlita. 
Moyach Shaltalav is not the shlita of a king and a ruler dominating. Moyach Shaltalav means the Moyach is more powerful than the mind. And, I'm sorry, the mind is more powerful than the emotions. So let's say somebody calls you up, a telemarketer, and manipulates your emotions and say, you, you must buy this thing. And you say, well, let me think about it. They say, no, if you, you, the, the deal is over in for half an hour. Which is, of course, putting pressure that you should, you know, you, you, not to think about it. Most mistakes happen because we don't reflect. And then your emotions get the best of you. I'm going to miss out this deal. Then you end up having a shmata. You know, which is usually the case. If not worse. Like they say, a man with money meets a man with experience. The man with experience ends up with the money. And the man with the money ends up with the experience. If this happens more than once, maybe you should be in a different business. Because we, 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 we know our emotions get the best of us. And we know when it comes to hardcore, hardcore negotiation and business, especially with all the emotions involved, you have to be very much in check. So the mind has the power to reflect. And the heart is wise enough to say, listen, tell me what you think. It's like going, someone's offering you some, a great deal. What do you do? You consult with someone that's an expert before you do it. The problem is our emotions get the best of us. So Tanya, he says, in chapter 13 later, he says, it says, so you have these two voices. It says, also the word shelton. And he uses the word shelton specifically because they both are, are, they're both authorities. And then it says that the Abraham stands the Yamine of the person. So it's like two judges against one. And that's how you win. So the obvious question is, if that's the case, why don't we always win? It's two against one. The answer is because it's like a communist court. The, the prosecution speaks and the defense never is, is allowed to speak. So the Nefesh Abamish has its emotions. It tells you what it wants. If you stopped and said, you know what? Okay, we heard now equal time. Equal time, let's hear now what the mind has to say. 90% of the mistakes, I would say, maybe more, would not happen if we did that. But our mistakes don't happen. Our mistakes are moments of, what we call moments of passion. Instant gratification. And then later you say, why did I do that? And even while you're doing it, you're like, you almost can realize it's not always great. But that's what emotions are. Emotions get the better of us, and then we, we don't think straight. We get biased. But in a healthy situation, and we all know this, this all happens, if you really, it's a, it's a situation where you know it's life and death or something like that, you're not going to just jump. Someone's ready to send you, say, I need a million dollars or something. You're not just jumping emotionally in most cases. You're going to reflect, you're going to consult, you're going to deliberate, which means you're using the mind to help look, is this the right thing? Same thing as in relationships. You meet someone, it can be beautiful on the outside and say, hey, I love this person. We all know what you mean, love. You don't even know the person. You start talking to them, you start dating them, and you start realizing, is this for me, not for me? Basically, it's the perfect interaction between heart and mind. In good balance, you don't let the mind get stuck in mind games because then you can end up not making a decision the rest of your life because I'm not positive. But uh, what's called informed emotions. You know, your emotions are being guided. So there's a communication, there's a relationship going on here. The emotions tell you what they think, so to speak, what they feel. The mind reflects. It, it goes back. As we learned earlier, the, uh, we learned earlier, the mind doesn't tell you it's good for you or not. The mind can say, based on what I see, here, here's what I see observation. And then now the emotions at least have now a so-called guide. So what's going on here is a dialogue in a healthy way. Now he says, for example, when emotions are bizgabrus, they're overwhelming, then there's no dialogue exactly right. That's the best proof that the mind does not have real power over them. You know, push comes to shove, the emotions go crazy, the authority of the mind is only not there. If it's a normal, decent uh, relationship, so emotions have what to say, the mind then has what it has to say, and they speak, and they and, and as he says there, if it's something that's that's not God's will, the mind will say that, 
It's not, you know, it may feel good, but it's not going to be good for you. And then God sides with that side, so you have two against one. But if the emotions, when it comes to Rotson, the emotions can be bizgabris. Rotson has the power to basically shut them down, period. I'm not interested in what you have to say. Now, sometimes you'll have a situation where Rotson, desire, speaks to Seichel, and the Seichel is also convincing the Midas. But it's not the Seichel that's doing it, it's the, it's the pure abstinence, in this case, of Ramavinu was dedicated to God's will, make no difference what Seichel would say or emotions would say. As a matter of fact, there, Seichel would probably follow, go with emotions. What kind of, what are you doing exactly? doesn't make sense. Or Seichel could say, like you said, there were two ways that Mrs. Nefesh works. Either you put all the faculties aside and nothing matters because this is what God wants. He doesn't feel himself. Or the opposite. Mrs. Nefesh makes his galus to say that for God everything is worthwhile. Whatever, however it works. It's interesting two ways Mrs. Nefesh is. Um, the point being, however, there is something going on, a, a dialogue. Now, one can wonder, well, if that's the case, why don't we just use our rotsin every time we have a Yetzirah? <laughs> that's nice. You could, technically you could. That's why you're responsible. That's what he said. That's why we're responsible even when we're asleep. Because even when it's reflexive, there's still you have control to some extent. But the problem is we don't exercise that power, not because we don't have it. We don't exercise like the like the Chassidish story. Ken and Ken's the villain Vilstenish. You know, the story with the guy, the guys with the Chassidim, they were learning, and the guy came and his wagon got stuck in the mud. He called into the room, he says, Can anyone help me here? And they said, No. So he said in Russian, he said, You know, what's the Russian expression? I don't remember the Russian. He says, Right, exactly. You, you don't say you can't, you don't want. So they learned from that a lesson of Edith Hashem. That 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 that's it. So the question is, so the rotsam primi there is. Anyway, the point being, however, that sums up what we've learned so far. So it's like a whole chart, as I said, of my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, something like ten, eleven, twelve differences, all obviously rooted in the same issue. But it's actually breaking it down, as we know, as the Metal Rebbe says, the Shai Yichud. When you break things down, you can work with them. You just say. Be a good person, be a bad person, take on a chotas. You want to know exactly where. Are you dealing with chesed, with gvura, with teferas? You're dealing with desire. You see a student that's not excelling. You're talking about applying this. A student not excelling. Where is it? Is the desire missing? Is the faculty not developed? Is the faculty weak? Maybe it needs training. And it's not just one problem, it's not one size fits all. You have to really, case by case, analyze the situation. So besides, the, I mean, the purpose of all this discussion really is understanding how we connect with God and God's desires to, to have a world. And at the same time, it's connected to our, the structure of existence, which is the imminent. It's basically the, the unity between the transcendent and the imminent. But on a personal level, you, there are many applications here in our own life. How connected are we are with our, what are our desires like, what are our faculties like. Absolutely. Look, look, you know, let's put it this way. A, a newborn child is like a f- fresh fallen snow. You can see it in the morning, it's clean. Then life begins to trample. We are no longer the pure product the way God shaped us. Now, even on a physical level, you don't use your lungs fully. You don't, you know, we're full of toxins. It's also spiritually and psychologically. So there's no question, there's a lot of things. But remember, the key thing, and that's a big distinction between the so-called Torah therapy and secular therapy, we believe fundamentally in the resilience and the absolute power of the neshama. Basically, no matter what happens, you have deeper resources. 
God would not give you a challenge you can't overcome. So obviously it's a lot easier. You have a healthy home and given all the healthy tools. So from young age, you train some. I don't know if that's where you're going, but I'm just saying. But bottom line is, no matter where you are in your life... Maybe his desire was weakened because his neshama was tainted by, uh, by, uh, by his... Uh, no, no, listen, no, let's put it this way. If you don't have self-confidence, you don't let your... Like, for example, Avraham Avinu needed a lot of courage and self-confidence to let that desire speak to him. But that's on one level. But there's no such... The question is, are you talking about someone's damaged goods and their desire no longer can function properly? The desire towards, towards, towards divine... Yeah. Not as strong as, as if it would be pure. I mean, well, I, let's put it this way. By virtue of his pure neshama, neshama shenasat to be tahedihi, nothing was changed. You're talking about the channels of how you access it. Look, listen, a criminal in prison also has a pure neshama. The problem is he's not acted on it. Think of it like a pilot flame that's not been fanned. Now, think of it of a brilliant genius uh, musician who's never played music or has stopped, you know. Like Dalton Ebbett told that chassid, what did he say to him? Uh, he said, I could learn. So he says, what do you mean? A Ghanif is not someone who could be a Ghanif. Someone is a Ghanif. Someone is. A, a, a Lamdan is not someone who could learn. Someone that does learn. My point is, you're correct in actualization. And that's a key thing. You know, you can have a healthy heart. And God forbid if your arteries are blocked. That's, that's very dangerous. My point I'm trying to say is you have to recognize two things. You're that even you know, Vedas, it doesn't weaken the neshama. It weakens the channels. Yeah. yeah. It all depends which level. Nefesh. Even nefesh, kisach, you know. So the bottom line is nefesh, yeah, ruach maybe a little less, neshama, as you get deeper, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like a burn. It burns an hour later. That doesn't mean that it, the person cannot function without those... Uh, look, the whole concept of tshuva means that even the worst thing you can do tshuva on. What does that mean? Not that echtev not that you can initially go ahead, but it means you can d- dig deeper and reach a place in the balharotzen, like Siddhis says. And it's another discussion. My point is... Yes, these models can apply to anybody. I'm not saying it's not. Of course it's easier when you have all the proper... Uh, but it's a, it's a bigger discussion. You're talking about really application. See, the, the ideas here are very clear. It's a formula. Now, applying that formula to people, obviously you have to really assess the person and their situation. Look, a person growing up in an abusive, very unhealthy home, that needs to be talked about. But but it's, but it's critical to know that Eser Kechus HaNefesh and the and all these things are forces of the soul. Nobody really can destroy them. That doesn't mean a life can't be destroyed. But every life that could be destroyed could also be re- repaired and healed. That's a critical thing. It's not what he discusses. Actually, later in Chele Gimel, he talks a lot about healing. So, But right now, he's really talking almost like Adam Yashar, you know, talking how it should be. Once you know that, then your question is, where am I? So obviously... Uh, but but I think there are lessons from this to anybody. There's no question in my mind. I mean, I do this all the time. I teach these ideas, like even even, even this simple thing. Like let's talk about a child in school, where you see a lack of motivation. What's going on? What is it exactly? It's not, as I said, one one solution. There's different solutions, different things. And it's true. If a child at home, you know, stuttering, they say, is a big result of lack of confidence and sensitivity. Very sensitive people because it's like really fear. And that's why you see children can, can sing. Alone they don't stutter. There are many, you know, I've done a lot of studying on it because I, I had to dealt with people and I wanted to understand it better. It's very interesting. It teaches a lot about human beings. You know, they had this King's Speech recently, a movie that was like a big hit. You know, they, they talked a lot about this topic. And 
you could teach, and, and there's a lot to do with with rotsin, much more than it's not that they have. I'm not talking about a person who has a lisp or a person who has a, a, a speech defect. It's another story. So you're talking about a person who psychologically is is doesn't say words. Often, it's a dominating parent. So I'm I'm just you know giving examples where yeah, but you could apply it, and then you look at the situation and say, okay, let's figure this out. But it's I think I think fascinating models for sure. So. Let's go on to chapter 52. Nun Beis, the bottom of Tzadik Aleph. O kol zeh, o mepnei she'atzma sarot, nimshech lifol b'chol ever o b'chol keyach. And all this, all these distinctions and discussion about desire and faculties and all the powers that we speak about Rotson, the last one being that it comes not in a form, it's in a form of shlita because it's an overpowering force. You know, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I want to add one thing before I continue. In Aveda, or human psychology, it's actually beautiful in the structure of things that God created these, these two forces. We have two forces here. In other words, the Rebbe has a sikh, a beautiful sikh, in Shevtim Nunalov. Actually, this week's Sefteirah. That the, the judges will return as they were originally, they were initially, and Shevteirah, and the advisors as they were originally, or initially, however. The Rebbe compares it, A point for yourself, a teacher, and acquire a friend. Why do you need both? So he explains, because the teacher, Rav, like Shefet, that's a judge, that's an authority. That's a person who can give you a psak that's above you, has more wisdom, has more authority than you. I want to know, is this right or wrong? You want a ruling almost. You don't, wanna, you don't want advice. But then that does not really touch you impersonally. That's more like, okay, I listen to what the Torah says. Sometimes that needs, is needed. But there's another thing. You need it to be pneumistic. Knimizdik is not assay. Assay is forcing yourself. The Rebbe says assay means Russian kafir. Knelecha chaver is already acquiring. It's like buying something that you want to buy. And that is a friend. A friend is a yayitz, an advisor, not a shefet. He understands your situation. It's a discussion. He communicates. He can explain it to you. He can help you work through. You hold your hand. It's very much the difference between Ratzin and Meichin. And you need both. In, in really running your life. Because at times you need Ratzin. You must have that or else you won't have a definitive ruling. You'll just have an ongoing conversation that's not going to go anywhere. You need a decision that has to be made. Like I said, someone's dating somebody. Okay, the idea, the Meichen is there. You could argue about it all day. You're not sure. There comes a point where you need to come to a door where Ratzin has to say, okay, enough is enough. What do you want to do? And this is what we're going to do. Seichel could say, I'm not, I can't tell you 100% sure this is the person for you. I could tell you, based on my research, based on what I see, it looks good. So we go to the Rebbe for the final bracha, so to speak, to give us that type of certainty, you know, from the Rav. But a chaver is necessary. But if a person bases decisions in life purely because someone says, you know, Rebbe Goran tells the story when he was dating. So middle dating, he was not finished dating and he was going to ask the Rebbe a bracha. 
middle of dating, he asked the Rebbe whether he should continue. So the Rebbe did like this. He pointed here and said, on these matters, of the heart that is, not your father can help you, not your mother can help you, not I can help you. What does that mean? That God created us, you have to have feelings. If you want to continue, you need to know whether you want to continue. Once you feel, and you want to have that final so-called stamp of approval, or bracha, whatever you call it, in other words, life is made that we must deal with Kaychus premium. God did not want a life where we just have Kabbalah sale and let your desire to be close to God rule your life. Nasa Vinishma. It has to be internalized. That's the real interface. So in a way, this plays itself out. This is it. Rotson has the Rav and authority part. Moichen has the persuasion part. Later, if you recall, we learned this many, many chapters later, the end of this book, volume one rather, there's those three steps, Ibri, Unique, and Meichen, how Meichen trains the Midas, the emotions, to acclimate itself, to become, become to be harnessed and refined and matured. You need that, because you need it to be internal, you need it to be owned, you need to own it. A Rav and a Shefet don't make you own it. They tell you what needs to be done. This is also different, for example, Shushbina de Malka, Shushbina de Matronisa, Aaron and Meisha. Moshe was a teacher. Moshe was a rav. He was an authority. Aaron was the Sholem Bais, Eiv Sholem, Tamid of Shalarim. He went around, spoke to people, advised them. Chesed. Said Moshe was Emes, Aaron was Chesed. Rabbi had many sikhs, Katshishah, Katshidatis. That's why the halacha, some places like Aaron, because Aaron understood the situation on the ground. Not that Moshe didn't, but Moshe's role was not that. Moshe's role was to tell you what God wants. Aaron's role was to figure out how you adapt to it, how do you internalize it. The Rebbe brings that Reish Masya. You want to appoint a leader of a city, you don't appoint a Talmud Chacham, a scholar. The Rebbe says, who do you then appoint? An Amoritz. So the Rebbe said, Talmud Chacham, meaning like a Moshe, whose main thing is to teach Torah. Of course you appoint someone that's wise, but someone that's wise in wisdom of the ground, of people's lives. Not just book smart, so to speak. Not that Moshe didn't have the other, but the focus. So this is throughout Torah you'll find, throughout Judaism you'll find these two elements. And I just wanted to add that. I think it helps a little practical context in a way. I think it's very fitting. Because all the things you say about Ratzon is exactly that. <clears throat> and Rav, you're not, you know, I mean, obviously you could have a, chavar, a, a, a Talmud Chavar. You have a person who's your Rav and your friend. Another story, but but the point being, it's two different elements. A, and usually it's probably, the, according to the Mishnah, simply, on a basic level, literally means two different individuals. And this, all this is because the essence of your desire extends, uh, is, is um, transmits to impact every aver and every faculty. The Atmos Remember, he began with the Atmos in the previous chapter. The point here is, begins a parenthesis, which lasts how long? We'd like to know where we're going to end the parenthesis. Huh? Just a few? Oh, yeah, it's the beginning of the next page. The intention here is not that the essence of the desire, Mamish, literally, Transmits into each organ, each faculty. Because in truth, the general transmission here is only a reflection. 
So then what does he mean, atzmi, and by there, before he said faculties, only intelligence, he said only ha'ara, only chitzenius, enters into the other faculties. She's not qualifying this distinction. What he means here, the convention is that it's not a reflection that comes through a gradations, level to level to level. When it comes to intelligence, like he said, when you train, let's say, your fingers here to write or to draw. So you know the, the fingers that are not becoming a brain, a mind. You have a reflection of, as I said yesterday, a reflection of intelligence. And it's only the outer dimension of intelligence. It's a reflection of the intelligent process. Because it's not like the fingers go through an intelligent process. And it's only the outer level. Like the deep, the depth of the, 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 draw, the, the piece of art that you've drawn. Fingers don't have to necessarily relate to it. All they have to do is make it. So they have to say, It's like a seichel maisi. It's the intelligence of craftsmanship. Not the intelligence that lies behind the whole story within it. So it's only a reflection. But there it's a gradation. It's a I'm sorry. Like there, like internal faculties, the inner faculties, the manifest in containers. The actual faculty is in the container, that where it manifests. So there we have, let's say, the brain, the mind, the brain, the mind is inside the brain in a manifest way. And therefore, when this brain now, this mind has to affect another faculty, what you're only getting is a reflection. Canal, Like we learned in the previous chapter, 51, about how the seichel impacts. Like I just described it. So in the brain, what's going on in the brain is a whole power, is a whole machine is going on there. You are concentrating, you're focusing, you have a very deep idea. Then you say, I want to convey this idea. I need my fingers to do this. The fingers are trained now to, to draw something. Someone looks at the painting, they say, wow, there's a lot of depth in this painting. The fingers are so smart. No, the fingers were instruments that are a reflection. They have an intelligence, but they're not the depth. So it's only Ha'ada. He's qualifying what he means by Ha'ada and Atzim. Because also Ratzin, he says Ha'ada. The main, he says, it's not the point is Ha'ada and Atzim. It's whether it goes through gradations through this. If Ratzin also worked this way, that Ratzin wasn't a particular part of your being. And then a reflection of it goes through stages. It would not have this dominant power and of course and dominance and authority. Let me explain why. He said that earlier why. The reason why is because you see that the fact that the, 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 the mind is training the body to do something means it's reckoning with it. And you know and if the fingers are not Ready, they need to be trained. You can't just order them to do it. So it requires a training. It's like telling a child, I order you to, to know a olive base gimel dalit. It's, it's not going to work. You can tell a child, don't cross the street. You can, in action. But if you want to train, kekhus premium work by, as I said, a relationship. The relationship is to train and to use your body to go do what the mind wants. So the mind manifests, there's, there's not an element of control. If the, if the rotsen worked the same way, that basically rotsen is somewhere. And then, it, 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 so to speak, it then manifests elsewhere in the same way, where it's uh, only a reflection of it. 
then it wouldn't have that dominant. Then then Rutzen has to consider. Rutzen does not is not reckon with its with anything. It just desires something, and it's just like a, a, a bulldozer. That's what he means by ha'ara. Since that rotsin, the, 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 the transmission of desire is not in a way that it comes in an orderly and progressive and hierarchical fashion. Hierarchy is also a good example. Because kim sha'atzmus ha'arase. See, see, now he has atzmus ha'arase. It's ha'ara, but it's atzmus ha'arase. It's the essence of this reflection. Nimsha b'chol kayach. Rather, that the essence of its reflection extends into each faculty. Let me. So basically, what he's disqualifying is what he said before in the beginning of chapter fifty-one. He says, "There he just said the word etzem and ha'ara. Now he's explaining what mean what he meant by etzem. Etzem doesn't mean just the etzem. You know, like for example, etzem everywhere would be atzmus. It exists everywhere." Rotsen means not that Rotsen is atzmus, essence exists everywhere. It's true, it doesn't have, doesn't have any particular container, but it means what he's explaining here. It's also not desire, desire in its full intensity. So, for example, when you desire to move your finger. So, just like with Seichel, it's not like desire suddenly entered the finger. It doesn't enter, it's just ordering it to do it. So, it's also. On one hand, only reflection. It's not like the finger is the desire. The finger is a product of the desire, like you said here. Meaning, it's only it's also a reflection, but it doesn't come through a whole process of, okay, let's train, let's talk, let's communicate, which means, in other words, the ha'ada of faculties is a process. The ha'ada of Ratzon is simply a command. It would be like a, a king is commanding a, di- a subject that lives in a distant country, do this and this. So yes, the, the, the desire and the command of the king is ordering him to do it. But it's not like the king is necessarily there. It's a command of the king. It's a decree. You may not even see the king. So it's, he's a, so his, his, but, so, but it's not coming to you through a whole process that will first will educate you and then will teach you and then, we'll, and then you, you're ready for it or not. So basically that's what he's saying here. So we have Etz and Mamish. You have Ha'ara Atzmis, which is how Ratzon works. And you have Ha'ara, plain Ha'ara, which is how faculties work. Ha'ara meaning gradations. Ha'ara atzmis means it's the etzim is function. The etzim is a control, but you don't just have the etzim. You have its so-called um, result of the etzim. You want to call it a, a, a product of the etzim. That's what he's saying here in the parentheses. The thoroughness here is just unbelievable. I mean, it qualifies everything. Huh? Subtle. Okay. Listen. I mean, I'm sure I can use more explanations. So parentheses. Uh, let me tell you something. We could study one period our whole lives, to be honest. I'm just I'm just rolling along here. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a when we finish the whole Ayn base. Maybe we'll do version two, which will take the. But I think I, I I'm I frankly I'm satisfied because at least we're getting so-called pshat without some eun here. I'm thinking it's pretty much an eun, but you know, frankly, uh, so this is deep and it's a it's a limited and you know, something you can learn and learn and learn. So now on top of the 92 after the parentheses. Yeah, yeah, let's go back. Because it's Atzmus Arotzen, he just qualified what he meant by Atzmus Arotzen. In other words, Atzmus Arotzen meaning Arotzen is not going through any type of um, dilution or, fil- or, le- or filters and buffers. 
Maybe that's a good way to put it. There's no filters and buffers going on here. It's, it is what it is. It's what you see is what you get. However, as he explained, it's a other atzmis. It's not, you know, the essence itself. Al Cain, therefore, Yezbekeh Hashlita Vamshala has the power of dominance and control. Lifel Bekola Kechis to affect all the faculties. Upeil Bekulim Beshava and affects them all equally. In other words, the desire to move your toe, the desire to move your finger, the desire to eat, the desire to think, and so on. It's all equal type of thing. There's no like, desire is desire. The faculties have to consider how to do it. But the desire tells you what to do. It's like we say about the Meraglim, their sin was the scouts. They got involved in, as we say, you you control the weather, not the how. I'm sorry, you control the how, not the weather. That's the expression. God said you're going to the promised land. That was not up to, that's not up to an election or a vote. The Moraglim was sent to figure out how to do it. They were figured out to be not, Rotson, the Rotson Hashem is to go into the slow. Why are you tampering with God's Rotson? You don't like it, it's difficult. It's exactly it. God forces us all to go. There's no questions asked. You hear our alive. That's Rotson. But now I want you to figure out how to do it. How to do it, scout out the land, figure out where to go. How to live your life. But whether you should live your life, it's not up to you. That's compelled by above. God says you must go down. That's Mamash Ratzin. And soul doesn't want to go. But that's an order. Now, once there's the order, now figure out the best way to do it. Live a good life. Live a life that's for, for purpose. That's why Halacha here is Shammai. More pleasant not to be born than to be born. So the Alter Rebbe asks, so what, what's going on here? So why are we born? And that's the halacha. The answer is because nuach, pleasant, Shammah is right. But if you talk about kavon, purpose, it's more purposeful to be alive. Hillel felt it's not just purposeful, it's also more pleasant. Why? It's not so clear because he was a man who lived in poverty, almost died and stopped in a snowstorm because of that. But he was a happy man, so I guess he saw the beauty of life. It's another discussion. You'd think that he had a good life. But he said, no Yeah. That's another analysis. You ever think about that? Like why Taka Hill said, Nuach, I mean, Chesed Taka, he saw the beauty of life. Okay. Anyway. And it's also understood. You know, it's also for the record a very powerful thing. You can know, you can mark and say chapters 49, 50, 51, 52, and I am Bays. If you want the sugi of Rats and the Kechus, you have it all here. It's interesting to see if there's anything missing. Like in other Maimodim, there's anything that's added because this is like so thorough. Anyway, it's also understood. It's also understood that the transmission of desire that transmits in every, in all the organs of the body and affects them, he's now adding another thing. It's not actually revealed. This is a new thing, a new distinction. So he concluded with the thing of Atzim, which was when he began before in chapter 51, and now he's going to another distinction, which I will add to my list. What does that mean? It's not like, like as it is with the erpnimi, with the imminent energy, with the in- internal faculties, the inner faculties. 
How does it work there? Leaves b'chinis There, there is a revelation. Eripnimi is revealed in the containers. Leaves b'chinis hisarvus. It's in a form of being mixed together. Hisarvus means it's it's involved and therefore it's immersed. And hisarvus means it's it's a, it's mixed in. Vesagdus imakeches and it's united with the faculties. Ma'achesheinu b'chinis erivikli. Being that rots and desire is not in the form of erivikli. An energy in a container. And the So the first thing is it's not an and it's a and a transmission that comes from the essence of the rotsin. What you see is what you get. The rotsin itself is commanding. It's not going through any type of um, gradations and hierarchy and and a process, as he said, of growth and maturity and training and so on. So something that's not in the air and Kelly and it's an extent and a transmission from the essence is not in the gather of Mazgalus Mamish. He's calling it Mamish. Remember, throughout Ayim Bez, I see this in general, you have things that are Mamish and things that are not Mamish. Like when you say Pshitus Mamish means it's absolutely shapeless. When you say Pshitus Lefiyadach, it's not absolute. Relative to another level, it is. So he's saying here, not that he's not saying it's Behelam. Concealed, and it's not. He's not saying it's not revealed. It's not revealed in the in the most in the fullest sense of the word. That's the word mamish means. Is that the essence, meaning the the power, the intensity of the desire, which dominates, is there in the organ? And the faculty that it is impacting. But it's in the form of makif. Meaning that it does not unite, it does not join with the faculty. Like we spoke earlier where the vision, the power of vision joins with the actual physical eye. Like a hand inside of a glove. This is what means makif. If you remember a few chapters back, he said makif from Tanya, Pedic Memches. Makif, Sevev, does not mean, sorry, Pedic Memtes. It does not mean that in Pirishu, that Sevim Amayla, that's above surrounding. It means it's in there, but it's not containable. So you could almost say that Makif is not Begili Mamish, and, and Pinimi is Begili Mamish. That's one, one other way you could define it. So, for example, when we talk about the divine in nature, Mamalakalamin, who, where God is, in turn, is, is like he said before, as Malay Kalar, it's his glory. You're talking about a reflection. What do you, what's there? You see it. You may not call it divine, but you see the organization of the world. You see God giving life. You see the life force. Someone says, what about Sevev Kalam? Sevev Kalam, you cannot see by studying the universe. You can extrapolate. You can, through Yudir Shashlil, you can come to realize that God is not some part of nature. God, nature is God, but God is not nature. But when you look at, you want to say, the soul? Yes, if I look at my family, I see a person's alive, healthy. That's a miracle. I'm talking about not a free will to say it's something else, but it's, it's, it's something called Nishim of Nishim. Every breath you take has a, is a blessing. But then when you talk about that, so therefore what he's saying is it's Begili Mamish, because it manifests. Whereas Makif, it does not connect with the Kayach. So God's wisdom you see in nature, for example. You see nature... The eloquence, the poetry, the, the, the symmetry of things working. Just like you see a good machine, a beautiful painting, you say, wow, this must be an artist. 
that really is a master. So it's there, it's his Galas Mamish, because what he's invested and manifest in the product is in an internal way. Whereas the makiv, makiv, it's not internalized in that sense. That's now the mamish, he's going to explain. And even though you cannot say that it doesn't connect, attach at all. So we're not talking about, as I said, something based on faith. Like, you know, you could figure out, even with a human being, when someone moves their finger, you realize it's not basically purely the intelligence. The desire wants me to move the finger right now. So there is a manifestation there. It's not just a, uh, you know, the example I just gave that's based on faith, we know the Seva of Kalam. I mean, he's going to probably explain how this is also Ruchni, Islamala, but Lumata, it's not, you can't say it doesn't have any connection because it's, fa- it's, it's affecting the person. And we said before there's an illness, Manya, which I said we need to uh, figure out what the illness is, that, that stops that flow coming from the desire. He spoke about an illness where a person, everything is intact, but the desire is not affecting the person. And if the desire was completely distant, how could it affect them? How could it, how would it, how would it affect them? Or in them? How would it cause an effect in them? And you wouldn't be able to even apply the word you can't say Meaning that means there's a transmission going on here. Something is speaking to something else. Yes, it's a command. Yes, it's um, it's, it's it's an equalizer. It's not manifest in an internal way. And the Ratzin, at least, at minimum, are being are being transmitted to impact on the on the fa- on the faculties that they should have a, that they should function. So he's explaining this. The Indian in the Shein Bchinis is Chabur is Kmei meaning Mamish. It's not an, an attachment. His Chabur is more than just a connection. It's, it's connection, not just a connection, like an energy in a container. Shakli tefeses by Eir, where the container actually grasps and contains the energy. Upoil by Shinui Liyas Kmei and it affects it to have a Shinui. It changes it. It tailors it to be like the container. Like we spoke before, Mashpia Makabal, where you have, when the Mashpia has to prepare to teach and the student is recipient. The student is affecting the teacher. The teacher isn't just bestowing light and anyone takes it as they see fit. There's a tailored relationship going on, as I said before. And also when the Kali becomes stronger, the strengthening and the growth, development, maturity of the container causes an additional flow of energy and revelation, as we see. By contrast, desire with the organs and the faculties do not grasp them in a way that cause the desire, does not grasp it, the desire, to cause it to have some shinri. It doesn't cause any shinri. Yes, obviously, if a faculty, for example, God forbid, is damaged, so desire may not be able to fully uh, express itself. You know, if someone has, God forbid, a broken finger, can't move it. But that's not that's not because the the the, the keli has affected the desire. It just not let, it doesn't have a place to express itself. And that's the first thing. It's different, like you said. First thing, shini, and also the second thing, 
And the second thing, just like the, it does not, the, the faculties through growth and their maturity does not cause an additional, more power of desire to suddenly become. Your desire doesn't become more powerful because you became more mature. Or because your containers have developed and are now more conducive. He's going back and forth, and even though the rotsin desire grasps in the fact grasps grasps the faculties the other way around. It does grasp the faculties. The faculties don't grasp the desire. Remember, the commander, the order, the one giving the order is ordering something and has power over it. It's just not the other way around. It does not have power over the commander. So even though the desire, Tephus, grasp the Kechus, and, and Pearl Behem, and affects them, and causes an effect in them, it's exactly right. You see what he's saying? Remember the expression he said before? By chapter four, uh, four, 49, he says, from Zayar, he says, from Tanya brings, Ihu Tophis Bekul Alman, he grasps all, in, in all the worlds, there's nothing that can grasp him. Or, he's the place of the world, but the world is not his place. So now he's basically saying that Ratzin does grasp, and in other words, controls and affects the object, but the object does not, but it's not reciprocal. But there is a feedback mechanism where Ratzin could change from the from the He's saying not, he's saying not right now. Usually not. Saying absolutely. Well, he's saying absolutely, I would say. We, we where, where do you see that? Commanded the daven, and, and by davening and this and that, we can actually affect the rotson. Who says it. you're affecting the rotson? You're affecting it's your. I don't know if that applies here. First of all, he's not talking Navoida right now, and um, it, it doesn't affect the desire. You're talking now that it brings more godliness into a person. He's talking about the pure rotson desire. Anyway, the way he's saying it right now, it's not. It's not. It's not. He's talking more practically. He's saying. So then he says, "Okay, nevertheless, the faculties do not grasp in the desire to cause it to, to change in any way." Because as I said, desire is just telling you what it wants. It's not asking you. It's not training you. It's not communicating with you. This is what it is. Because it's not coming, because it does not come in Islam Shusmamish. It's not actually manifesting in a literal way. It always remains detached and apart. So it's not asking. It's like God not asking the Maragum whether we're going into Israel or not. It doesn't matter whether the Maragum come back and say it, it, we can't go. It doesn't change the desire. I'm just giving that as an example. What you're asking is, is that when a person does do it, God wants, does it add in God's desire? I don't know if it adds in God's desire. It adds in God's pleasure. The desire remains the same. He wants us to make a dir b'tachtenim. When we do it, we fulfill his desire. I don't know if it changes his desire. You fulfilled his wish. In our own Aveda, yeah, what you're doing is drawing more godliness. If you, but, but he's not applying it in Aveda now. I, I don't want to confuse What he's saying here is it makes it it's completely sensible how desire works. Havdalah. So the few words that he used there, I think, are critical. Is number one, he used the word his galus, slapshus, 
Tzchabrus and Havdalah. These are all words that basically talk about relationship. They're all different words. Hislapsus is when you're invested, you manifest in something in an internal way. You know, like, you're not just standing. The opposite of Hislapsus would be Havdalah. Pnimi manifests. Makif remains apart. Hischabrus is, is more a chibur of two things. Hisagdus is even deeper union. You lose all these different words. He's using all these words here. Bottom line, just to help us understand, but he's not really distinguishing them here. In other places, he does. But bottom line is that Rotson is not mamish his galus, not mamish slapshus, not mamish hisagdus, and more havdala. Separate, separate, detached. I think the relationship is a critical element. It's the way to really relate to it. When there's a relationship, there's a certain equality or a certain, that's what this one, proportion. Ratzin does not desire, has no proportionate relationship with with uh, the things. It's it's a commander. It's the it's the rav. It's giving you, it's telling you what 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 the soul wants. Again, remember, in reality, you have to look at the situation and say what's really affecting. It can be Ratzin partially Ratzin, partially seichel, partially midas. He's just dissecting it. You know, talking to understand it, you have to think in pure in pure forms in reality the fact is when a human being is functioning there's a lot of things it's not just a desire and action there's other forces often at work as well but you could dissect it it's extreme situations the Akeda so there you need to see that something happened there Moshe Avram should be able to suppress all those feelings you know Nefesh. but generally speaking there's a process that requires all of them okay Okay. He's like tying it all up now. And that's why it also affects all the faculties equally. So he added now this whole thing about his galus and how it manifests, which was not stated specifically earlier, even though you could say it was implied. And now he's going back. And that's why it affects in all the faculties equally. I'm sorry, from that's why it affects all the faculties, particularly from the power of intelligence, the faculty of intelligence in your head, to the power of walking in your leg, from head to toe, basically. Equally. Both in external movement, that affects the, walk, the movement, the walking of the legs, just like it affects the brain, the thinking in the mind. Conceiving in the mind, and also in the revelation of the faculties. In other words, not just in chitzenius, just not just in physical movement, even in the revelation of faculties. Because you could say, you know what, the desire, what it does is, okay, moving my toe, moving my hand, uh, beginning to, to, to conceive ideas, that's equal. You're saying also in the revelation, or moving my head actually, and moving my toe, you could say there's an equalizer. He says, no, also in the deeper level. In the revelation of the faculties, meaning in the expression of the faculties, the Ratzon is also an equalizer there. Like it says all this at length in the Hemshech Samarvav, which was said six years earlier in Ayin Beis. Okay, so this is, so in other words, what he said now, the last, let's see here. The last uh, 
six pages, six pages is not arichas enough. Samarvov is where the arichas is. Okay. I like to see what Samarvov. I want to compare the, the this, length there. This what I know you, you touched on. But maybe this specific element he's speaking about that how to shove I have to look exactly Samarvov again. Samarvov is the section on Rotsen and Tainug. Yeah, that's where it is in the beginning there. Okay. Yeah. No, and this this we touched upon it yesterday. I mean, the secular world says the same. You know, we touched upon it yesterday. They may not use the word desire, but they definitely use the. See, he said before, word gidei rotsin. Yeah, they'd use like you know they they would start start where we they they'd say something causes the mind to send messages. That's something we would call the desire of the soul, basically. Because someone, has, you know, some, some, it has to begin. Like, why, what, what, why, what makes, what, what causes a person to want to move their toe? So you could say we know what, what, what a person has to do to move their toe, which means you can, you can trace it. The toe has in it nerves. Those nerves connect to, to, to bigger nerves. One second, hold on. Those nerves then connect to the spinal cords. They go up to the brain, and the, that, that's how it travels. That's how you communicate. The question is why. What caused the brain to send such a message? So I see no reason why anyone who's a neuroscientist wouldn't say that, the, fine, call it rot, call it desire, why not? It's the brain that's sending the message. The rest that, I just told you that's how it's done, but who's pressing the first button? Who's saying it should be done? Who, who made that choice? There's a desire in the soul, because you could, you could have everything functioning and then and, and, and no one pressed the button, no one said go. That's all we're talking about there. You know, no, there's no motivation. Fine. You know, let's put it this way. As I said, a scientist can only discuss the process of something that's observable. Of course, you could have a whole discussion. Because you said earlier, you could say, why do you have a desire for this? Is because deep back in your memories, 30 years ago, something happened. So therefore, when you see a mouse, you jump. You know, whatever it is. Fine. That's an analysis of Why? But, but that's something inside your, your, your memory banks. Look, the real, the real atheists or the real the, the, would love to just turn everything into just electrical impulses and, and dismiss any type of free trade. The guy just wrote now, another Jew, Sam uh, Harris, who first wrote books against God. You know, he's a, a, an advocate, a very radical atheist. He's a fundamentalist, basically. says, so now book's called Free Choice, completely debunking the idea that there's free choice. Free will, maybe. I'm not getting out the discussion of that matter. Bottom line is here to understand that there is, you know, we, we are coming from an approach that God put the soul in the human being. The soul has faculties. Everything begins from the top down, not from the bottom up. A scientist, like one guy once told me, I'm a scientist. I work everything from the bottom up. I start from the bottom and I explore. I open the clock and I see what it's made of. You're telling me who put the clock here and he made all the things. I, I, you know, I go from the bottom up. So they can only go that far. How far can they go? They can't tell you what the clockmaker is like. I mean, meaning the God. But anyway, let's continue here. Well, the Chayr, and now a long parenthesis. Anybody sees the size of it? Yeah. Pen, pen lines. Cool. Yes. Yeah, well, the Chayr, now. Apparently, Here we go, doctor. He's asking a question that you uh, you suggested we do see a change in the will and the desire more and that it grows it's more or weaker 
through the internal faculties. We see, because we see, that when the internal faculties are revealed, also the desire is drawn out and becomes increasingly as an, as a, an increasing, I would say, a um, is amplified or is a stronger desire. Giving an example, like when a person conceiving or delving into Hamaskal, he's conceiving a very great haskala, a great idea, a big concept. With the power of a seichel, with the faculty of a seichel, which is internal faculty. He then is much more, his desire is much more satisfied. He's more madrutza, he's more, not here not pacified is not the right word, more content. Meaning the desire is more, more alive. I don't know how he's going to answer this, whether this is pleasure or not. But he's basically saying that seemingly faculties that are, let's say, not functioning or weaker or not, yes, the desire is also not that manifest. If the faculties are functioning, something from the desire gets fed and becomes more powerful, more merutza. We said before. More, more, more apparent, or does the desire change, or does it? That's what he's saying. He's, he's apparently saying. He's asking a question. He's saying apparently there is a change. Obviously, he's not going to conclude that way. Merutza. Merutza means uh, more. Uh, we said the word content is a good word. Another example. A good person, a kind person, when he actually does something of something good and something kind, that too makes makes him a more content, f- fulfills that part of his desire. So seemingly, desire is not so detached. Basically, it's impacted back and forth. It's not just a one-way street. It would be like the king has satisfaction when you f- l- l- listen to his order. I'm not saying that's exactly. Seemingly. Same thing. Here he just said that there's more and less of. The same thing is that there's a taste of chayis primi. One second. Taste of chayis primi. In the desire? Okay. That there's an additional, uh, there's a, an, a, a taste was chayis. How do you say taste was? Not just additional. An amplified taste was chayis. A, a, an overflow, a, uh, an expanded, expanded, there's an expansion. I don't know why he's saying chayis primi. Anyway, of an inner energy, chayis primi. Yeah, but he's saying that he wants to say that it affects the desire. Yeah. So, so Chayis Primi is referring to what? He's referring, he's going to give muscle. I know, I know the muscle, but is the muscle saying that it gives more Chayis to the desire or it gives more Chayis to the... No, so, so like what does Chayis Primi mean? That means it feeds, the desire feeds off the, the, the internal... But what the word Chayis Primi is referring to, Kamei Kenu Ayde, Teis was Chayis Primi. Chayis Primi would be not, not only the brain, but also the internal organs. Aha. Uh-huh. So that will add. So the same thing is, okay, so one thing is that the mind, and the same thing now we said, midis, 
that they both, when they are functioning and they're actually giving or conceiving and so on, it adds contentment to the desire. The same thing is tasteless chayaprimi. When there's more chayaprimi, uh, inner energy, you're getting more more vi- more vi- revitalized. Is the word vitality? Kamoi nishbelechem, v'nishbelechem nishbe from the word seveya here. I assume, right? I think v'nishbelechem that when you're sated with bread, v'niyatevim, and they will feel good. The kasher hudav when a person is hungry, harihu masragizu miskayis, he gets angry and upset, agitated. Anyone fits this uh, description? When he's sated, he feels good, he becomes pleasant and uh, content. So all this we see seemingly that the inner faculties have an impact the other way on desire. However, this contentment is not that there is a revelation of desire. When this happens, it's not like there's a new desire. Hmm. Let me read it till the end, because the language here. Okay. Because this thing, this 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 so-called chayyuchayzer, this reflective, this return, a reciprocal pleasure or the contentment, is not that we don't have here Adain any any desire that he wants something. Only thing is, it became content. It's like a it's a result of what happened. One second. It's only in a form of cause. It's only like an incidental result. It's an inter- 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 incidental consequence. That that could allow for some awakening. I'm not sure what he means by Yisraelis here. Let me finish the parentheses. Ah, that's the main prime, primary answer. Okay. Let me read till then the parentheses. And the primary element here is that this marutza, this contentment is 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 related to pleasure. Because he has pleasure in the intelligence or in the goodness, the kindness, and so on, and other matters, that's why he becomes content. It's what the pleasure it draws and uh, attracts the desire, not that the faculties themselves do so. Elicits. You have any thoughts on the pshat here? The language, the language. I understand. It doesn't mean there's not that we shouldn't understand it. Hold on. What's the answer? Okay. No, that's the second half. That's the ikar before the ikar adover. He says something here. Hold on. What time do we have? Ten o'clock almost. Second. It's basically saying that Manutza and Rotzin is not really the exact same thing. 
He didn't generate a new desire. He just feels complacent. Satisfying it. So we see that there's a At that point, there's no desire. You have a desire to eat, you eat, and then it's sated, and then you, you don't have that desire anymore. Hashem desired you to do a myth. He did it. Okay, I'll do the next desire. Okay. I, I mean, I would say I go back to the what I originally just interpreted. I don't think. I don't see something more than that, seemingly. After we study it more, I'll, I'll, I'll review it again in my mind, but let me just say what I think is proud here. I think there's two key points here. One is, like, for example, when the, let's, let's use the comparison. When the faculty, the Erkeli relationship, so there, it's like a teacher and a student. There's a real relationship going on. Teacher gives, the student gives back. Student has to, be, has to be prepared. As he said before, when the containers are more refined, they mature, grow, it draws more seichel. That's very clear. Containers are not that uh, conducive, it's the seichel will not flow. So there's a give and take all the time. Rotson doesn't work that way. We know that. So this parenthesis is not suddenly saying that Rotson is like seichel. That's for sure not the case. He's trying to understand, however, there is something that does come back. He's trying to understand what is that. Cannot contradict, contradict the point that was just made because it's a fact. That desire is not being fed by the faculty. Yet something does happen to desire. So he's explaining what that is. So he's calling it, that's what he thinks the words are. They really be medayik. You see, when the kayach, the faculty, the aver, the organ, or the faculty is more refined, it makes more of his galus of seichel. More seichel will be there. Here, the satisfaction that you have when all these things happen doesn't mean there's more seichel. It means desire is more manifest. It's more, it's more, it's more content. It's more satisfied. It doesn't mean that, that there's more rotsen coming. There's, there's more revelation. In other words, let me take it to the logical conclusion. If a king decrees something and then he hears that his subject listened, he'll be content. As, and, he, and he won't be content if he didn't listen, so to speak. So it means that his order was fulfilled, his decree was... But does that make his rotsen stronger? Like, is that like going to say, okay, now I'm going to make more decrees? Or... No, because the, the rotsen didn't come... As, 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 it's, it's, its motivation was not that you should fulfill it. Its motivation is because I want to get done what I want to get done. The king has to get something done, so he, so he orders it. Rotson is focusing on the soul's intentions. That's all that matters. Now that you fulfilled it, the Rotson has satisfaction and contentment. But it's not like it's now opened the channel, and now that I know that you listen to me, I'm going to give you more orders. I know that would seem logical. Because the opposite seems like there'd be no more Rotson too. You can say this is easy. Exactly, exactly. My point is that there's an element that's true, that if a king sees that you're listening to me, but that's completely something else. That means he has someone to work with. Not because you're causing him to have more to say. Rotson is an expression of a desire of the soul. Now that it's been fulfilled, for sure. If the Rotson, let's say, desires, let's, let's put it this way, to walk somewhere, and you're unable to walk there, the Rotson will not be happy. It will not be merutza. It will not fulfill the soul's, uh, whatever the reason was. 
We're not talking about because you don't listen. It commands. But for some reason, the containers are not ready. You know, like I said, God forbid, that mania, the disease. That, that you want, you desire. So what he's saying is, it's not his gala saratza. What you have is, he's saying, it's you have a product, a result. Something does speak back. But it's more giving me back the fulfillment of my desire, the contentment, not the revelation. Because in this response, this, this satisfaction, you don't have here any rotsun, that he wants something. You know, when you, you eat and you feel satisfied, or you're thinking you feel satisfied, it's not like some rotsun was developed as a result. The rotsun did its thing, you fulfilled it, and now the rotsun can, can feel very satisfied, content. I, I, got, I achieved what my soul wanted to achieve. So how does it act by derech siba? What he means by derech siba means not like, it's only as like an incidental cause. Not a direct uh, tool that draws out more energy of the Ratzon. That's basically what he means. The is that there should be some, in other words, Isaidus of, of, of contentment. Then he adds, it's not a second answer, then he says, but he does add something. Because right there answers the question. You have the question answered. Then he adds one more thing, that there's a buffer going on here. It's not the faculties directly speaking back to the desire. It's the faculty speaking to the t- pleasure, which tells the Ratzon. So that's what's going on. The desire, meaning the will, commands. Now you've done what you had to do. Let's say the conceiving of ideas, doing a favor, whatever it may be. Now there's an Erchezer coming back that you're content. So it's not the faculties directly back to the Ratzon. The faculties speak to the pleasure, and the pleasure speaks to the desire. That's what he's saying here, technically. So that's what he says. This whole thing, relationship, is the, 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 the contentment, because now you have pleasure from the... The reason he's saying pleasure from the idea or from the kindness... Through this you become content. So in other words, that which becomes, that draws more of that desire, meaning more contentment and so on, is from the pleasure, not from that. Now here it doesn't elaborate, but, but if you look in Samarvov, and later I think in Ayin Base 2, it works the following. Does it all begin with this? The question is, you could say it all begins with pleasure. First you have a pleasure. Then you have a desire. Then you have the fulfillment of the desire. Then the, the content, that fulfillment goes back and tells to the pleasure. It gives me pleasure. And the pleasure tells the desire. It was fulfilled, so there's more contentment. But he's going to speak in Samarvav and Ayin Beis that there's also sometimes situations where it begins with Ratzon. Like, like for example, with Avram Avinu, it didn't begin with pleasure. It begins with God commanding him to do an Akedah. There's no pleasure at all there. The opposite, if anything. That will dominates and just says, this is what you have to do, repress, suppress all feelings. One second. Then when, it's, when that's done, there's a contentment that goes back and can cause a pleasure because he fulfilled what I wanted. But in all cases, there's no pleasure. It's only the hope of pleasure that causes rots. No, that's not correct. No, That's not for now, but this is discussed elsewhere. This is not a discussion here. I just gave two examples. It's sometimes like that, sometimes like that. It's not true. Nesava Kodesh Baruch Everything begins with God's taiva. Their pleasure is the first root. In Samach Vav, there's a whole discussion, and I am based, that discusses which one starts the process. Is it Tainug or is it Ratzin? And there's two opinions. Bottom line, Tainug is the ultimate. The question is what you mean by Tainug. There's hidden Tainug, there's Atzmi, Tainug, Atzmi, Tainug. 
Gilui. It's a lot of levels of pleasure. Not that relevant here. Here is more. I just want to disqualify because it's just. Taiva doesn't mean timing, does it? Why not? Does taiva mean you want to have a timing? It's not the timing that we call pleasure, but it's taiva. It doesn't say but It says nesava. Shukav It's all words of pleasure. That's one of the proofs that pleasure comes first. Does it have to come? You know, that's another story. But why is that relevant here? How's that? I brought it up, but what I'm saying, why? What? What? What's? No. What is the problem? I'm saying, what are you saying, trying to say that there's no that there that there are things that don't begin with pleasure? I also just said that, like Takeda. but there but many things that do begin with pleasure. Yeah. The, 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 the soul yeah, wants to have pleasure. Kind of that 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 uh, that Avram Avinu would, would listen to what he said. No, it doesn't say such a thing. It says God has a taiva that He wants a dir b'tachtenim. But it comes to a kedah, you could say God wanted it. it. Doesn't say that He had a taiva for that. The taiva is used on the on the fundamental purpose of existence. There's things we say all about it saying it. God wants. Sometimes you use rotten, sometimes chayfitz, and sometimes tainug. It's different expressions in different situations. It's not for right here. The point, the bottom line is we're talking here about the human. Because of and all this is because the desire is a revelation from the essence of the soul. It's after the parentheses. That's not in the category, it's not in the, in the league of manifestation and containers. What's Kolze? Kolze meaning the first thing that he said that it's not really revealed. And the second thing that he said, that the, it, it, that the Ratzon impacts the faculties, but the faculties don't impact the desire. Because it's before the yeah, yeah, so I'm saying. So one impacts the other, not the other way around. And it's an equalizer. It's everything. Cause is everything. It's a gili vetsa nevis, and it's not begad yislash b'kel. Begam en b'chiluki madregis, be'etzam ki'im hukeich ve'er poshet. And also it's not, it's not, a hard, it's not distinguished doesn't have gradations and levels, but fundamentally, it's a air poshet. It's a seamless, shapeless, um, substanceless energy. That's why it transmits everywhere equally. Okay. And that's why when it's transmission, wherever it, wherever it, uh, it transmits. The essence of the kayak, like he said, the ha'ara of the essence. It itself goes there. And it doesn't mix and unite with the, the faculties or wherever it's going. And it affects all the faculties equally. And now he's going to conclude. This is all the dogma, the example. The dogma is that you've been in Sefer Sevuklamin. An example of this is understood in the infinite divine light of Sevuklamin, the transcendent energy. This is the supernal will. That does not come into any division or levels, any any any. Uh, Distinctions. Like the Maimra Zal, which he brought also in the beginning of the discourse, 
many chapters back, I believe it was chapter um, four, where he says like this, that's why the Chazal say, do not weigh, don't sit and weigh the mitzvahs of the Torah. Because even the most lenient of the lenient and the most strict of the strict are all equal compared to the desire. Right. So on the level, if you talk on the level of Chachma, of Kaychus, there, there's a distinction. That's why it's Kalos and Chamuras. The level of the will, desire, there's no distinction. He wants it and that's it. Makes no difference, a small thing, a big thing. And the same with the Chiyuv. Oh, I'm Mr. Lyon. Even though there is lenient and severe and stringent, from the perspective of the internal energy, the imminent energy, but nevertheless, from the perspective of the supernal will, they're all equal. And that's why, this is all go back in chapter 4, he says this. And that's why also in the, in the responsibility to do mitzvahs, everybody's equal. We're talking about the mitzvahs that are, that are shaykhs to everybody. There's no one person more equal than the other. It's not like in Teirah, where there's levels. Like he said there, back there. That a person who's, uh, who works is different times responsibility of when they learn. This is all back there. The inner dimension of Teirah, so we see there's two levels. There's no such thing in mitzvahs, primis ha-mitzvahs, chetzenis ha-mitzvahs. V'chein b'prota enyonim sheba, and also in the details within mitzvahs. Gam ba'achiv, okay, no, I'm sorry. Ad'achiv is going afterwards. He's saying now that mitzvahs, everything is equal. Meaning you put on film, everybody has to put on film the same way. With teta, there's levels. There's an inner teta, there's an outer teta. And then there's details within the Torah, different sections of the Torah, and so on. Also, responsibility of studying Torah, not everyone's equal. The Yeshrael, Yeshrael meaning scholars, Yeshrael literally people who are occupied, you know, people who are uh, not laymen, uh, clergy, I guess, whatever. Yeshrael, people who are involved in studying, literally means those that sit in the tents. Yeshrael is a poor, Asik are workers, and Yeshrael are, are, are scholars. Achiv Shalem, their responsibility is Lasik Bateda Kolayim. It's to study in Ajakta all day. Shalem Namar Vagisa Bayem Valaila. On them it says Bayem Laila that you should Vagisa Ba you should immerse yourself in it, you should Harva, you should immerse in it. How would you say Hagisa? Harvin and Tayra talking about Harvin, struggling, immersing, investing day and night. Ubale asokim and worker and and people who are workmen, lay people. A chapter in the morning, a chapter in the evening. But the rabbi contrast the desire of mitzvahs, which is the essence of the desire. Does not have distinction of levels. And also in the responsibility. There's no such thing as an inner mitzvah and an outer mitzvah. There's no such thing as mitzvahs, there's no distinction. As he said, they're all equal. And also responsibility, there's no distinction between people. Because desire is the revelation of atzmus. 
Therefore, it doesn't have within it fundamentally this, this, this distinctions, divisions. Vein above Abchinus and it does not manifest in any distinctions and divisions. Now this revelation of the desire that comes through doing mitzvahs, which is the, the reciprocal will. In order to reveal this transcendent energy, we have to do mitzvahs. And the primary element of this is through the preparation, through the preparatory love of with all my might, with all of me. This means doing, fulfilling the desire of God. Means the desire of God is called Mokim in this case, space. Through that, because through that you draw down this revelation of the transcendent energy. So now he's adding, now he's talking about Veda of it already. He said this whole muscle of Ratzin is to explain the higher Ratzin, which is an equalizer. How do you transmit that? How do you draw that energy down, that transcendent energy? It's through mitzvahs, and primarily through the through the Ava the love, the infinite type of love that you go out of yourself, out of your limits, in, in, in fulfilling this desire. Through that, you draw down the desire. Because through mitzvahs alone, even though you are drawing down the, the, God's will, desire, it's still concealed. Like it says in Sefer Tanya and the Pasuk Ani Be'er V'lo Eida B'Sefer Shabbenim, no? Because B'Sefer Shabbenim, he says. Al Pasuk. Oh, Al Pasuk. I meant to say, I said Al P, and I meant Al Pasuk. Says Sefer Shabbenim on the Pasuk in Tilim, yeah. Ani Be'er V'lo Eida. I am like a like a bur, like an empty, like a what? How do you translate a bur? A a globe, a, a, no, no, no. Yeah, like like an empty, yeah, callous, not callous. Vleiden, do not know. What does the lesson continue? Lesson behemis brought in Baslegani. Behemis he brings in the in Baslegani. Huh? Right, right, right. Ani ba'er ba'er vleiden behemis. She'ein aratzin murgish klal. So this is the level where a person submits himself to God, but there's no nothing is murgish. The desire is not felt. As a matter of fact, you feel empty. Nevertheless, even though it's concealed, it's still a fact that you should, the mitzvah should draw another mitzvah. Like he says there in Tanya. It's also like it says, with a, with a good... Uh, a good, uh, reasonable das uh, intelligence. Lamdeni, you've taught me, you've educated me. Keep a mitzvah because I believed in your mitzvahs. So what's the connection? Because through doing mitzvahs, amuna hamanti, with simple faith, through that, that draws the the type of the the keches premium basically. That you should tuv tam. How do you translate tuv tam v'das lamdeni? Tuv tam v'das lamdeni. Tuv tuv tam v'das means a very a solid type of understanding. A a a kaftav aferach lamdeni. But bottom line is that's what mitzvahs do. Ach b'deish sheyi is galus harosu zel adek doma avid b'chol medecha. But in order for there to be the revelation, 
This is all what, what the mitzvahs do on their own. But to reveal the Ratzon Zelah, this is through the preparation by Ava B'chol Meidecha. That's why we say in Vahafta, Vahafta Sashem B'chol Avavcha B'chol Meidecha, B'chol Meidecha, and then you say the mitzvahs, Kshat and so on and so on. In other words, first you start with the Ava, and that love reveals the power of these mitzvahs. And the revelation of, the, of, this, of this desire is an actual action-oriented mitzvah. That are not necessarily, that are not a container. When you do an action, like you give tzedakah, or put on tefillin. So there's no container really there. Well, it means a container within yourself. Obviously there's a container, the tefillin is a container. But you're not being, you're not having a relationship with a tefillin. You're putting them on. It's an action. Using an object. In Teda, is, you have to understand and comprehend. And that's a, that's kli. Like you said before, if you remember, you said, Seichel is be'etzem pinimi. Teda requires understanding. We're not talking now, you don't know what you're saying. Teda is understanding Teda. Desire does not manifest in containers. So God says, do a mitzvah. It's not a question whether you understand it, whether it's internalized or not, whether you get it. This is the command. Mitzvah is like sheftim, and teda in a way is like yetzayich, so to speak. Teda is understanding the reasoning and so on. Nevertheless, it also can come, it comes in a form of an internal feeling. Okay, it doesn't explain what that means. Maybe through the Ava. Meaning that, in other words, it, you could connect and feel deeply inside you that you want to do God's desire. Even though it's not using all your faculties, so to speak, in an internal way. And the revelation of desire is everywhere. Like the Maimon, that God desired... To have a home in this lowest of worlds. That below there should be a revelation of energy. Here he's saying it's Ratzin. This is specifically the level of Ratzin. That does not manifest in containers. And nevertheless, and it's always and everywhere equal. Here he's not distinguishing. Here he's saying the Sava is like a Ratzin for all practical purposes. Because he's right now Ratzin Tainug. Generally, is one category makif, but the bottom line is that there's what's what desire of God that there should be lamata gilead. That's all that matters. Everywhere equal, it's not manifest in containers. It's God's desire, and everywhere equal. Should we finish the mimer already? Yeah, maybe, might as well. Maybe What? 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 Yeah, you could say that, but the Kamaimer still is a follow-up of what says before. He's still using that as a proof. Okay, you could say what you're saying. Yeah, but 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 yeah, but but why is he bringing the Sava? Why is he just say? Why is it the Sava? Yeah, but 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 the sava kodesh baruch hu. Well, it doesn't matter. What, but, but, no, you're not helping me. You're making it worse, frankly. You're not helping because I'm not. It's not a contradiction. I know the sava and rotsin are two levels. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. It's very possible to read it in another way. 
My inclination is the Maimon is when you bring such a Maimon, he's speaking a lot more than just bring a proof that it's Bukhama. Why doesn't he just say Malaykhal or Tkvede or There are expressions. He's speaking here, yeah, he's speaking God's desire. I, I think it's connected. It doesn't matter whether it's exactly the same level, but fine, it doesn't matter. However you turn it, it's still somewhat connected. I, I can't see that it's not. That, he didn't say Nesava is Rotsna. I didn't say that exactly. But it's awfully close. Okay, Nesava Kosh Baruch Hu is basically saying that all the mitzvahs fulfill that equally. Whereas Taylor, there's distinctions. Fine, it's all right. I don't mind saying that it's also more than that, just for the record. It doesn't change uh, the picture. Let me do quickly the end here. Valpia, now you have Mashkos Yisrael Kim According to the Bible, understand what it says in the beginning of the Mimer. That now Israel, the question was, is this such a small matter? To have Yerush Hashem? That Moshe says, Mil says And he's Moshe speaking about himself, not about the people. For you do it, the Yira, who in you, not Bitl It's known that Yira or. Is bittel is 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 is, is self nullification and suspending yourself and placing yourself aside your essence. Higher yira or is a fundamental bittel and yira tachta is kabol It's not through and through. It's that you just accept the yoke of heaven. Like it says This power of awe is inside of the souls from the essence. That's because of the by virtue of the essence of their souls. That's higher than logic. And that's why they have fundamentally bitul. Love, on the other hand, that's yira. Love, on the other hand, is primarily through contemplation. Through contemplation, understanding the divine, which is internal. So Yira is makif, basically saying bittel, and and Ava love is internal. This is the meaning. Now Israel, Moshe is saying, what is God already asking of you? Only to have fear or fear of Him. Because this Moshe is saying it's an expectation possible for every every Israel, one from Israel can have this. If it was talking about love, loving God, which is dependent on intelligence and contemplation and, and, and understanding, not everyone is equally is, is capable of that. And there are many different levels, a multitude of levels of the way of understanding, how much he's capable of understanding. But awe, which is from the essential faculty of the soul, makif, in other words, everyone, everyone, individual, can reach to this. And this is also easier than internal saga primis, internal contemplation. Because there you need to have containers and effort to refine the container. To work hard than that. And by contrast, the bitl, the subjugation, the nullification from the essence of the soul, is much easier. And that's what the Gemara answers that it's a small thing. The Be'em is a small thing, and the Gemara says, What do you mean small? Only by Mesh it's small. What about 
Is it a small thing? So he says, by measure it's small. That's, he's saying, no, small on everyone. The Bemis who came to Yisrael. Every Jew has truly this level. Like he says in Tanya, because every one of us has a Moshe within us. He doesn't say. It looks like both. Well, let's put it this way. At least you're a Tata. You're a law, either one. That's what the Gemara says. Yes, in. In, yes. Compared to Moshe, it's a small thing. What does that mean? That's the level of Das, the inner intelligence that is in every Israel. Like it says in Tanya, Pedic Membez. Where he says, he asks this question, it's the Moshe within. And therefore, but the truth, it's easy for everyone to come to this. Wow. Is it? Why is it? Okay. Vayikar hu kashlo in parentheses vayikar primarily kashlo yiyakapanim is gabbes yachumnis biyeser. At least there shouldn't be the dominance. He's not qualifying. At least there shouldn't be a dominance of the chumnis biyeser of the of the of of an increasing crassness. Shemayli mala koyach atzmi ukomay prikasel rachmanul slanu koyagavera that conceals on this fundamental. In fact, we come by someone who's just anarchist. Precursal means he throws off the yoke from himself. It's a Rahman al-Islam, God forbid, and similar. He's saying here, he's qualifying, the fact is that we could have Ruach so to speak. We could conceal this faculty. He says it's easy. If, hmm? You could conceal it by having a, an extensive form of crassness that conceals, like when a person has precursal. So I'm just... They just defy all authority and don't listen, etc. The Indian Hamei Brachas, and what's the connection? In Altikrama Elamea, he says that Masha Shamol Sheh. What's the connection? So the Indian of the hundred blessings, who Shiyi his Galus Adotzin, is that in order for it to be the revelation of this des- of this desire, like he said before, Bechol Meidecha Ava. Like we discussed earlier, Shaidem Mitzvah Nimshach Adotzin Al Alav Hu Behelam Adayin. That through Mitzvahs we we Nimshach. Um, it, it, it transmits the the, the supernal the, uh, will, but it's still concealed. And the blessing on mitzvahs, is that there should be a revelation of the desire through mitzvahs. That's the bracha, the blessing. And when, and, and the and when, through the mitzvahs, there's the revelation of the desire. So when you have both together, when you have the mitzvah, when the mitzvah, with the blessing, create a revelation of the desire, that means that it's nimshuk that in the internal you have the etzim. You have here the whole interface of ayin beis. You want the transcendent to become internal. So we all have the transcendent. That's easy. Actually, what he said here in the parentheses originally, that the whole etzim goes in. Here it says that the blessing doesn't draw the etzim. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're impacted, but yes, you're combining the two. The etzem comes begilly. Yeah, hold up. This means don't say ma elameya. The meyer begins keser kaneda because meyer hundred is also keser. Rotzen. So that means altikrama. Don't call it ma. But call it Meya. Means that don't call Kesser Ma, so to speak. Call it Meya. Or don't call it Ma, meaning that it's beyond. Call it Meya, Kesser, that you're bringing Meir Makiv Kesser to radiate in the internal. Interestingly, if you look at the last end of the last Mimer, similar theme. 
At the end of the end of the Maimarim, very often he talked before about Nachmu Nachmu. Also, if you remember that both Nachamas, they're the two, the Makif and Pnimi, and they both come through the Nevim because there too the Kavana is that Pnimi should come into Makif should come into Pnimi. So you see here the theme of Ayin Beis being in microcosm in each of the discourses expressed. And all this is through the preparation of awe in a form of subjugation and putting yourself aside. And this is This is now Israel. He's summing it up. Because this is, he says, what is God asking you already except to fear? Because this is possible for every one of Israel. Which comes from the Transcendental faculties in the soul, Shabakul and Bashava, that is equal in everybody. And and don't say Ma'alameya. You know, it's Ma Shema. What is what what is God asking? Don't say what he is asking. Make it Maya. The Chayavadam Lavarach Maya Brachis. Every person is responsible to say blessings a day. Because Brachit it brings into Primis. So that, that that in order that the Gili Haratzim, this higher makif, shouldn't remain concealed, it should come down and re- radiate in the primis. That's the ultimate goal. So this combines the two forces. Kitzur. The cause of Pnesh Hadraga. And all this is because the essence of the desire extends, transmits without levels. That's what means Ha'ara. That's what means Atmis. Not a hard as a hard, but that's a, it's a reflection, but it's a reflection that's a, a, a essential one, which means it doesn't go through gradations. And because of that, it does not, it's not united and, and fused and integrated with the faculties that it should be nitfus behem, that should be graspable by, by them, within them, that they should cause the desire to have more or less. That's the summary. And when you say that through the revelation of the faculties, he becomes content, that comes from the pleasure. It's not directly from the faculties. It's like, like you said, it's not. But the rots, on the other hand, the desire does grasp them and to impact on them. And that's why it's all of them equally. And the same thing is This is all an example of the, the infinite divine light, the transcendent light. is not... It's not in a form of distinction and levels. That's why in Teda there's distinction. And the and distinction has been the responsibility to study Torah. The desire in mitzvahs is no distinctions. Everybody's equal. Equally. Everyone's equally responsible for it. And the Hamshacha is through actions. And the primary revelation comes through the preparation of love that comes with all your might. And with this he explained the verse in Pasha Eikevat Yisrael what is God asking of you of Israel already to have all. Okay, so we finished Discourse 13, Chapter 52, pages 91 through 93. Which concludes really the subject of faculties and desire, makif and primi, and then he's going to start discussing in the next mimer fourteen sheftim, the whole union of erein sof. So uh, buckle your seatbelts.